This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Scott Arfield, he's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball, it's Rory now. On the outside, he's oh, he got it! Ashley Barnes with it! What a cross from Rory! And there was Ashley Barnes, and Burnley leading the Derby. Oxy quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast, full-time show with me, Joe Revan, after Burnley's deflating defeat at Molyneux against Wolves in the Premier League. I'm pleased to say, uh, announce, I was going to say pleased to say, but for those of you listening on the podcast, you won't be able to see him, but I'm pleased to announce that Daniel Morehouse is back on the channel. How are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I, obviously, you wanted me to come back after the... Five no win. That would have been better to talk yeah. about than this. But uh, you know, why not? You know, nobody's nobody's a glutton for scrutiny. Everyone's up for it. So um just one of them days at the office. Yeah, no, it's been a while since you've been on the channel, but you've been a busy man. So completely understand. It's good to have you back, mate. It really, really is. Keep your comments coming in. We will go through them in a second. But just before we get started, I just want to remind you all that the Turfcast podcast full-time show is now officially sponsored by Wave Car Finance. Wave Car Finance are a local car finance company who specialise in getting you your dream car through their fantastic one-to-one personalised service. Their finance-first approach ensures that you can secure the very best finance deal um, tailored to suit you, and they can even settle any existing finance agreement and swap your current car into a new one. And to celebrate this brilliant new partnership between Wave Car Finance and Turfcast, if you mention Turfcast Podcast to them, they will give you a voucher worth up to £200 to spend at the Burnley FC Club Shop on completion of your finance deal. So why not pop down to their stunning showroom in Waller or give them a call or even just send them an email or a message on social media to start your new car adventure today. And don't forget to mention Turfcast, where you basically get £200 for free. Keep your comments coming in. Dan, thoughts on that match then, please? Uh, deflating. 
Uh, really deflating. Um, we've returned back to old habits. It seems old habits die hard. And again, defensive errors lead to lead to goals. Uh, unfortunately, not the way we want them to. It's just it's just one of them things. Um, at first, when I looked at it, I thought after Saturday, going with the same eleven, yeah, perfect. You know, confidence yeah. is high. Do it. And then you looked at it first five minutes and you thought, mm, one or two of these still look a little bit sluggish. You know, so I, let's let's not forget there's a good couple of young 20 odd year olds. So mate, you know, Coley Osho getting an injury early on as well. Uh doesn't help, especially when he was absolutely running the show against uh Nelson Semedo. Yeah. He was literally he had Nelson Semedo on toast. You wouldn't even think that Semedo had ever had previous clubs like Barcelona in his in his um catalogue to be honest. I, I just once he went off, it nullified our game. Absolutely 100%. nullified it because yeah. we had uh, we had nothing in terms of creativity. We kept losing the ball in midfield defensively. Again, we went back to what we did, what we didn't do. Sorry, against Sheffield United, which was dilly dally and piss fart about with it, uh, waiting for them to come onto us. Just all around frustrating. Don't even get me to sum up that second half because that was even worse than what I've just There's tried to sum, to sum up. up. There's no. nothing to sum up. We didn't we didn't do anything in that second half, and you've hit the nail on the head there. Like for me. We were the better side in the first 40, 40, even the entire first half, we were the better side, but without really creating anything. And people will point yeah. to that J. Rodriguez chas and, uh, chas, chance. And yes, we did well to put them under a bit of pressure and create that. I think Jay's got to do better. The keeper makes a good save, but I think Jay's got to do better. And Brown was unlucky. The keeper makes an even better save, I think, at that point. Uh, and the keeper's yeah. unlucky. But that's the difference between the two sides. We got gifted a chance and we missed it. They got gifted a chance and they took it because they're clinical up top and we're not. But that second half, mate, yeah, I'm, I am unfortunately going to have to ask you to try and summarise it. Like, what? I, rather than summarise it, like, I don't understand what the plan was. Like, I don't understand what we were trying to do. And I'm sure someone might have already steal it or 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 it might already be up there. But you know that bit on The Simpsons where they're playing football and it's like a commentator and they're just passing it round. And he's like, oh, well, buddy. That's what it felt like. We're just like a yeah, Simpsons meme. I have no idea what the plan was. I have no idea what we we're trying to do. And whatever we were trying to do, it clearly didn't work. No, it didn't. Uh, pointless having the world-famous floodlights on a kit when the lights are out in 11 players on the pitch. You know what I mean? It was. It's just, <laughs> what's the point? I've missed um, this. It, it's, it, we, we went missing. Plain and simple. We went missing. Uh, we were second best. I mean, you could probably say we were third best. Wolves were first, referee was second, and we were just there. I don't know about that. Jared Gillett, bloody hell. Well, yeah. Jared Gillett, bloody yeah. hell. Um, but I, I just think, all in all, the, the, the endeavour, the, the drive, the fight, you could see that the same, like I said, going back to what I said earlier about having that same squad, they, they just didn't have the legs. Didn't have the legs for it. You know, Wolves have come up against some pretty decent sides at Molyneux this season, and Told them a new arse. I mean, I'm talking Spurs, City, even as well. Yeah. You know, they've given them a really strong game. And I think Gary O'Neill said it at the end of the game as well that, you know, fans can be happy about us beating the big boys, but they need to not look at this like it's a torn down win for them. You know, this is still a massive three points against a, a side who are, well, Gary Neal said hard to break down. But if anything, yeah. I, I thought, for, you know, baked beans are harder to break down than Burnley at the moment. Um, it's it's a tough one because you don't want to be negative after such a positive weekend. But then you feel like you're almost making excuses for tonight's performance when, like I said, old habits die hard. We fell back into what we tried to nullify from our game. It just makes Saturday's win look like basically, yeah, but you were playing Sheffield United. That's yeah. it. You're back yeah. to not being able to compete about against anybody else other than the teams you got promoted with. Yeah, someone at work the other day, like, um, I work at, uh, like, a, a, a U, well, I'm self-employed, but I, I do bits for a major UK betting firm, and they did a video previewing the match, and they said, Burnley need to make this count now. It's all well and good beating Sheffield United, but if you then go to Wolves and Brighton and lose both of them, then you're just going to think, what's the point? And Burnley will probably go down, and that's just how it feels now. I just feel like, what's the point of that win now? We're back to square one. Back to square one, unfortunately. Do you, do you think... remember the season we got relegated? The season we got relegated? The optimism when Mark Jackson turned us and we beat Everton. And then it was almost like, the, you know, we've got this resurgence to go again. 
We've got Norwich next. This should be a win. But then yeah. the players were almost like, right, this result will take care of itself. And we got Dick 2-0. Yeah. So th- it, it's sort of following along in that little pattern in a way of, are we letting the result sort of, you know, that 5-0, is, that doesn't gloss over how this season has gone. I, If I had any sort of positive, these are young lads. These are young lads. They're prone to making mistakes. Okay, Dar Rocher is not really that young, really, in terms of anything. He's, he should be a seasoned professional. But I mean, yeah. I'm just try- I'm, I'm 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 nitpicking. Basically, is what I'm doing to try and dissect it. Uh, I don't even think a, a fully pledged university blaming neurosurgeon could sort out Burnley's issues at the moment. <laughs> don't we have two set piece co- uh, coaches on our? Apparently so, yeah. Well. Apparently so. Apparently so. But obviously, set piece is not the problem today. I do want to give a big no. shout out to Jaden Sorkin, who's, who's donated ten dollars for nine ninety nine. Thank you, Jaden. Proper appreciate that. Get it. Thank you for the love, mate. Thank you for the love. And he says, grew up playing with Luca in the states before he went to stays. Uh, to, but before I'll start again because that was horrendous. And you paid you paid ten dollars for this, mate. He says, grew up playing <laughs> with Luca in the states before he went to Spain. The best I've seen. They need him back. Watched every game and loved becoming a fan of the team. Hope he's good for Brighton. Jaden, thank you for that. It's good to get an insight into his um, into his childhood a little bit there, but he is fantastic and you, you hit the nail on the head there, mate. Me and Dan have already mentioned it when he went off that proper knock the stuffing out of us, but I don't think it was just that that knocked the stuffing out of us. I think it was the sub that company made as well. Why is he not bringing Zorori on? I think you've got to be asking that question there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep your comments coming in. Thank you so much for oh, that, Jaden. I appreciate oh, it. Sure. Go on. I'll ask Declan Ross has just got six minutes added on. Six minutes, 31 seconds. Arsenal four, Luton three. I mean, that is good news, but the fact that we are here celebrating a last-minute Arsenal goal <laughs> against Luton is absolutely <laughs> pathetic at the same time. Yeah, but is. I am happy it for is. that. I am very, very happy for that. Jaden, thank you so much for that. Hope you subscribe to the channel uh, and we can chat to you more about uh, Luca. But we'll get on to Luca a little bit more. Keep your comments coming in. I'm going to bring a comment up from Ryan that I had on the screen for ages, but I never got a chance to mention it. So, Ryan, you've had a massive, great big shout-out for ages. He said, gifted another win for yet again bad decisions, pissing about with subs and zero impact. Poor game of football. Colin Science Project says, I'm ready for O'Shea to be on the bench. Currently lacking in the mental fortitude to stay. That is the perfect summary of Darber O'Shea for me. He's good and he's a good defender. He's not a great ball player, though. And he just always loses concentration, doesn't he, Dan? And always makes mistakes. Yeah, yeah he does. Um, we've seen it too many times already. I think I go back to the way, uh, not West Ham this year. But, you know, a lot of people were saying about, you know, change Trafford this and change your yeah. share that. A lot of people saying the only thing we haven't really changed in terms of anything is the goalkeeper. Um, I know we did that against West Ham once, dropped Joe Hart, played Tom Heaton and we went on a run of a run of wins. But there's, there's no blaming the keeper. I think Trafford, in fact, has grown in confidence in the last few games. And it's just the defence in front of him. I didn't understand Ekdal playing on the left side of defence as well. I thought playing him on the right side of defence would have been more beneficial. I think you could see, especially in the second half, if Ekdal was put under pressure, he just couldn't turn. And when he could turn, half of his passes a little bit today were a bit sluggish as well. For a guy. I know he's only just come back um, from into like fitness and back into the squad, but it, half of his passes, were, they, they didn't have enough on them. Uh, and, I, and I think we, it sounds very Sunday league, but we, we were anticipating the ball to feet. It was like having yeah. a bunch of Robbie Blakes at Leeds, you know, anticipating it to your the booty foot instead of actually going towards it. Uh, and that's another reason why we lost out uh, on a lot of challenges. Eventually, Wolves found us out. They played us at our own game, the one-touch passing about. But yeah, Dar Rocher keeps getting found out week in, week out. Um, and maybe it's time for him to have a rest. Yeah, well, I think with the fact that Ekdal's back now and Bayer will be back for the game against Brighton. That will be my favourite centre-back uh, centre pairing. Oh, and hopefully we'll go on from there with that. Uh, I want to give another shout-out. I've never had this many donations ever. Danny, it's obviously your beautiful face. Uh, but I'm, they must I'm think obviously... I need a shave. <laughs> Probably is that. Gillette, if you want to sponsor Turf More House, please feel free. Um, I want to give a shout out to Joe Rogerson. That's a great name, that mate. That's a great first name and great initials as well. Joe Redmond, Joe Rogerson, great first name. We could have a lot in common, mate. But he says, I just feel like they've stopped caring. I feel like Luton would want it more than us. 
Also, which player would want to come to our club now come Jan? I do agree with that. I do feel like Luton wants mm. it more than us. But I, I don't feel like we've stopped caring. And I don't feel like we don't want it. I just feel like we are better than Luton. And I know a Luton fan may cut this up or whatever. I don't care. I think We are better technically than Luton. But as a, we're not working together as a team as well as they are. I think that's what it is. I think we're trying to play this certain way, which I'm fine with. I don't mind it. And, and they're just trying to battle their way through it. Excuse me. They're just trying to battle their way through the Premier League. And that'll only get you so far. Eventually, they will fall into the relegation zone and they will go down. And, and I think we finish above them, to be honest. I do think we finish above them. But um, I, I, won't say we, I won't say we don't care. How do you feel, Dan? No, I, I agree with you. I think... From like you said, the Luton perspective, Luton are, are riding a wave. You know, like the teams mm. like Huddersfield and Blackpool did when they come up. They're an unknown quantity, and I think that's why they're managing to get close with a good couple of results. You know, for once, the pressure was on Burnley when they got promoted. Every single time we've got promoted, it, we've just been Burnley who's been promoted, and let's see what they can do. We've been an underdog, but after the season we've had, we've come up with a lot of ours around the world, watching us now, thinking, what can companies, boys do? What are they going to achieve? We've always been that sort of just got slip under the radar sort of team. And now that everyone, the world's watching us, yeah, you know, again, it goes back to what I said earlier, our arse is falling out. I don't think it's that, like I said, that we don't care. There's just a lot of young players in there with quite a bit of naivety. A lot's changed around the club. And I'm talking just big time. I mean, before games, we've seen players walking in listening to music. There were none of that shit with Dash. You know, yeah. cameras being allowed around. There were none of that. I'm not saying this is all the difference. Hairdressers being allowed in the changing room. There were none of that. Yeah, none of that. <laughs> none of that. Uh, but it's... I don't know. I, I still keep thinking, let's not get hasty about where we are. We are still, what, two years ahead of where company wanted us to be? You know, it, with a three-year plan, we're already we're already two years ahead of where he effectively said he wanted us to be at that point. The thing that bugs me is, like I said, the naivete. Yeah, substitutions have been questionable. I've got to say that, especially games, when we've gone yeah. from Sean Dash, who doesn't make any substitutions, to a manager who does sub and well, they've been company questionable. Company did it a bit tonight, didn't they? I know, I know he'd already made some subs, but why, why is he bringing Redmond and who were it? Sorry, Redmond and. Redmond and Oliver on in like Oliver, the 90th minute. Yeah. Why is he bringing them in the 92nd minute? What are they going to do? They were three minutes added yeah. on and he's brought them on in the that, that is a proper dice tactic that it used to wind me up when Sean did it. There's no point. Make it on the 80th or don't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it, You can say that it's all about game time, but what? Did any of them even touch it? Like, uh, again, and Redmond lot, did. Redmond of, did. Yeah, I remember he tried to touch it and he kicked it straight out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just these little tweaks that we've got to work on these little tweaks that we've got to work on um and i know i mean people have watched the documentary now that you know it was a case of let's follow a pattern 10 11 games hopefully cohesion will be massive and we'll go on a run from there because we'll be able to read each each and everybody's games but at the moment we're still we're still picking out flaws of players um it's a bad day at the office Bad day at the office, and I'm not expecting yeah, anything. Had, we've this had too weekend, many of them, haven't we? We've had too many of them. That's the problem. It's it's always yeah. the same pattern. It's always the same. It's the pattern. same mistake. Defensive error, passive second half. It obviously, uh, I've got a Turfcast WhatsApp group, uh, and Sam who um, doesn't do midweek stuff. Uh, and Neil, who also doesn't do midweek stuff. When I asked him today, they're both like, "No, <laughs> it's, it's Tuesday." <laughs> uh, but they were commenting in the group saying, "Like, it's just, it's just a carbon copy of the Man United game, and it is like that Man yeah, United yeah, yeah. game. Decent first half, concede the goal, offer nothing second half. Tonight, decent first half. All right, defensive mistake. That the reason why Wolves score rather than." what I felt like was a moment of brilliance from Bruno for the United goal, but Sam did disagree with that on that stream. Uh, and then offer nothing in the second half. Like I don't get why we offered nothing in that second half. I really don't. But keep your comments coming in. Anti-Football says, Clarence giving early extras presents to Wolves. Gift wrapped and delivered in person by O'Shea, a.k.a. The Weakest Link. <clears throat> Sue's good to see some of the regular names in the chat as well. He says, same as always. 
uh, play well but end up losing because of an error. The team are not good yeah. enough for this league and it shows Ginger Alley. Everybody loves Ginger Alley. He says, same old, same old shite. Tippy-tappy on half, game after game, asking for trouble. The true red says, feels like all the relief and hype after Saturday are back to square one with all these individual errors and the inexperience of playing football in the Premier League. Keep your comments coming in. There's actually been quite a few comments today, so apologies if I do miss them. If you want you want your comment guaranteed being on screen, just, just donate. Just donate like the other two lads did. Um, um, Mike says, hate to be pessimistic, but no confidence going into Brighton if Corley Oshaw is out. Everton is a must. Yeah, I do want to talk about that, Daniel, um, because if Corley... I hope you don't mind me calling you Daniel, by the way. Um, go for it. If Corley Oshaw is out... It turns a bit, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? We can't, we, can't, we can't have JBG and JBL again on the wings. I, I like JBG, but if I were going to play him anywhere, I'd have him in the 10. But then there's probably so many yeah, players yeah. ahead of him in the 10 that I probably wouldn't put him in the 10, if that makes sense. But on the wing in 2023 is just not fast enough. So what we're doing on Saturday, hopefully Corley Osho's fine, but what we're doing on Saturday, I think it's Saturday, if Corley Osho's injured. Um, I don't know. Try and find something to do during the day and wait for I'm a celeb that night. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be... It's just going to be one of them. We're not. I'm not expecting anything down at the Amex. Brighton are a very tough side. Um, if we get something from it, obviously brilliant. But the way we've been playing, can you really go into a game at the moment and think mm, we could potentially get some out of this? Um, if Coley Osho's playing, then brilliant. At the moment, the way I see it is, remember when we first signed Corner and it was like, oh my God, look at this player who gets into them pockets of space, runs around like an engine, doesn't stop. And yet you've still got another 10 people wondering, like, what's this guy doing? Mm. Should, like I say, I, for me, I totally agree. Put Goodmanson in that number 10 role. Who do you drop? Rodriguez or Anduni? I don't think either of them really offered us anything today. Um, no, I agree Amdouni, with that. I do agree with Amdouni that. Anduni does actually get in some, you know, comes back a little bit to try and help out. Uh, again, the only positive I've got is on that left-hand side, we're seeing... And Charlie Taylor finding his old inner Charlie Taylor, you know, helping Coley Osho out on the wings, bombing forward, you know, using that overlap like he used to do, which is brilliant. Um, I fear for us at weekend. I think we could be on for spanking. You know what? I'm opposite. I said it on, um, yeah, I said it on whatever Wolves channel was on this on this week. Talking Wolves, I said to um, Dave, like, I, I would, I would bite your hand off for a point against. Um, Wolves, but I'd bite your hand off. Um, but I, I would obviously take to just win one rather than drawing two because obviously you get one more point. Quick maths. Um, but I felt like the game that we'd be most likely to win was the Brighton game purely because now I know Brighton are a better side than Wolves, so that's where this logic yeah. comes undone. But purely because well, th these next two games for Wolves, they had Burnley tonight and Forest on Saturday. They're massive for them too. If they get two wins in two home games against Burnley and Forest, they don't need to be looking over their shoulder anymore. They could be talking about finishing eighth, you know, for example, or, or looking at what how many points they are away from eighth. So them two are massive. Whereas Brighton, they're playing tomorrow. I don't know who they're playing, but they're playing tomorrow. So that's one game less rest. And then the yeah. Thursday after us, they're playing, I think it's Marseille in the Europa League. So I, I think Ooh. I think their mindset's going to be on that game rather than thinking about us, whereas Wolves, I think they were proper highlighting these two games, thinking beat Burnley, beat Forest, will be right. You know what, not, since you put it like that, yeah, you, you've 100% got, got a valid point. Like I say, um, I can see people's comments regarding Zorori, and, and I totally agree with that as well. Yeah, that's we mentioned that already, haven't we? That's, completely that's agree. one thing that bugged me, actually. Since promotion, half of the squad that got us promoted haven't been given a chance. That's yeah. infuriating. Like... Over the course of that season, nothing against Trafford. I'm not going on about the keeper debate, but you could see how much Murich had grown over the course of those 40 games, that 40 plus games. He was, he became, you know, communicated very well with his back line. The back line were communicating with him. He'd come off his line as well because he used to be shit scared of leaving that. And mm. then. Yeah, he's done that last couple his, of games and he come off his line better. Yeah, but then I think someone's comment said something about. Zorori and everybody else must be doing that bad in training for Mark Rizzo to be making the bench when he's absolutely offered nothing. Like I say, we've spent over 100 million and I know we're hoping for something massive to come off. You know, if, if this is all about just finding an 100 million pound player, 
then you're we're in the wrong business. If it's all about finding a decent player, you're meant to be doing that anyway, no matter what. Shouldn't be thinking about whether that pro projector comes about. And I love Ryan always saying company out. He's always on it. He's always doing it. I never know where I'm or his second piss or, or, or no, it means it. I think I, it's probably he did put a piss. video out. He did put a video out saying, right, I've, I've, I've asked him to send him into Turfcast. I've asked him to send him it. He said, I can't. I talk too much shit. Ryan, just do it, mate. Get some balls and do it. <laughs> Listen, we're live talking shit, Ryan. So what's the point? <laughs> just just yeah, send it, it in. It, it does go on to make a better point later on. He says the big thing is we need wins now. Boxing Day, Liverpool is halfway through the season. Need wins now, not go before. Agree, and we've been saying that for a few weeks, haven't we? The yeah. performances have been getting better, but I felt like last night was just a step back to what we were four or five games ago against um, Man United. That's more than four or five games ago. That's quite a few games ago. That's, that's that. I've already made that comparison, but tonight. I felt like we've just gone backwards. Like we've, we've been performed better against Palace, just lost because of two defensive errors. Performed better against West Ham, again lost because we just couldn't handle defending. Uh, performed better against whoever it was after that, and then obviously um, beat Arsenal and then beat Sheffield United. There's some other games in there that I missed because I, I just keep blanking it all out my head. And then obviously got on to beat Sheffield United. Um, so we have been getting better, but I felt like tonight was back to that. So the good performances are there, and we are getting better. But my worry is now. That wasn't that good of a performance. The first half was, but I said it in my uh, reaction, which I've sent over to Isaac. Hopefully that gets up soon. Uh, I've I've said that I feel like Wolves have beaten us and come away with three points, and they haven't had to do anything. Palace beat us, came away from the turf with three points. Didn't have to do anything. It's not a criticism of them two teams saying they didn't do anything and they were crap. They, they just didn't have to to get the win. And that's the most worrying thing for me. Teams are beating us that's what we used to without do. having to do anything. That's what we used to do. We are now the side that are that is trying to play expansive football, trying to play, you know, forward thinking, playing it out from the back, trying to find pockets of space. And these other sides are being the Burnley of the Dash era, sitting back. You throw, throw what you want at us. We know full well you've got no end products. Just do it. QPR last season. QPR last season did absolutely nothing. Stole the game. Did not have three points since the turn of the World Cup. And we went and pissed it up against the wall. So now... Well, I enjoyed, it, I enjoyed losing that match because we won the title at Blackman, obviously. But yeah, well, I, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Every cloud. But that's that's what we've done. We, we are being... Burnley, you know, I know under Dash it was shite to watch, but it got results. This is nice to watch, and we're not getting results. It got results so, until the last season, and that's when well, yeah. it was the worst of both worlds. But is this where is this where we're getting found out? Uh, found out? Is it incompetence? Is it like I say, the fact that we've got such a youthful, you know, side with hardly I any experience? I, Other I don't than think we've Sanderberg been and Nathan out. Redmond. That's what I mean. I, I don't think we've been found out and I don't think Wolves have done a job on us. I just think that we've we've done a job on ourselves because yeah. of that defensive error and then just, just offering nothing in that second half. And you made a good point earlier, like it could be down to uh, fatigue or whatever. But then obviously Wolves are in the same position. They've just played, you know, and they, yeah. they didn't look fatigued. Luton have recently just played and they've taken Arsenal all the way. Arsenal have just played and they've managed to come back and win 4-3. Right. I suppose we are so you could make the argument they have more squad depth you couldn't make that argument with Luton we spent 105 million quid whatever it was we should have more squad depth than Luton I just feel like we're not getting dice we're like we're dicing ourselves we're just shooting ourselves in the foot like yeah, we're yeah. not offering anything like that second half today was as bad as it's been for a while like, that, like someone said in the comments earlier I think I've missed it now um, he says that's the worst performance in the last four games uh, yeah apologies I've missed it now it's, it's gone and that, that's that. I agree. Like we've been getting better and better and better and better to a point where it's boiled over against Sheffield United, and we've absolutely battered them to a point now where it's just back to square one, and we're just lethargic and not laying the glove on teams. Yeah, so, something's got to give. Like I say, I, I've still got a hundred percent faith in Vincent Company. Um, it, it, he's never going to be sacked from the job. So, so for any Burnley fan to be saying that Company out or he's got to go. I think is sort of ludicrous in a way. Um, I've always said it. I don't want him to fall down that batch of managers, of former players, you know, the Gerrard, the Lampard, the Rooney. Um, you know, everyone wants it to come good for him. We want it to come good for us because obviously it's all well and good it coming good for him, but it's us that have to watch it. Uh, 
the co- the cohesion thing is the thing that bugs me. Like I say, we need more depth. There was no pace at all since when Coley Show went off, and it, it it felt like there was no urgency, no pace to get forward. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, only, I don't even know how I can, what positives I can pick out. Well done to the Burnley fans that travelled. I mean, congrats. Enjoy the drive home. I, th- uh, I, th- I think po- positives, you could probably say that, you know, we, we were the better side in the first 40 minutes, but then I feel like that... Just, but again, just... we still couldn't even last for 45 <clears throat> minutes. Yeah, we but again, like, before the half-time whistle again. The, the worry is, even though we were the better side in the first 45 minutes, we didn't create anything other than that chance that Jay should have scored. Yeah. So we, we didn't create enough, is what I'm trying to say, for the possession that we had. Um, and yeah, we just capitulated another defensive error. But just going back to the point that you said about company, uh, Ryan said this a lot earlier on. Uh, I'm just trying to go back through the comments and get everyone's on screen as best I can. Um, he says, inexperience of company show tonight is the youngest manager in the Premier League, though. We have no other strikers and only Ramsey's an option in the middle, really, in his defence. But I do agree. I felt like the inexperience of company show tonight. I felt like the subs were strange, just like the subs were strange against West Ham and the subs that he should have made were too late. Like I don't know why, <clears throat> when he's took Coley Osho off, like, obviously that's a forced sub, um, when yeah. he's took Coley Osho off, he's brought Goodmanson on. Because we then have JBL on one wing, Gubberson on the other. None of them are too pacey. None of them take the game to the opposition like Coley Osho does. But I suppose at the same time, who does take the game to the opposition like Coley Osho does? Because he's the only one in the team that does it. So what we're going to do without Coley Osho is another thing. But yeah, inexperience of company, mate, as, as you were just saying, like Ryan, Ryan's made a good point there. This is, this is, where, this is where if Coley Osho is out against Brighton, then... Zorori needs to step up, you know, and uh, showcase. Well, the, if, if he's given the chance, he needs to be given well, the chance yeah. to step up. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it, it's 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 infuriating because we have got talent that we know can perform. You know, I, I'd scream to have Benson back. Yeah, same. I felt like I felt like that would have been the perfect sub. Coley also off Benson on if he's there and he's oh. available. But Zorori's there as well, so the best option yeah. there. Would have been Zorori. I don't know why he's put Gummerson on. Yeah, knowing our look, it'll be Redmond that starts. Hey, no, nothing wrong with nothing wrong with. Okay, I should say Nathan Redmond. Just nothing to wrong specify. with specify. That's my cousin you're talking about, mate. <laughs> it's, it's not really. It's not really. Um, but no, but, it's, yeah, it's true. I, A lot of people are asking on, that mate. question as well, Joel. Same to you, and I'll ask it same to you. Do we? Obviously, we understand the situation with Lyle Foster. Do we need a striker in January? 100%. Someone who can actually 100%. finish. Foster, uh, I believe, it w- could be back in January from something I've been told. Uh, that's not a big, that's nothing to say that, you know, I, I have a, a fantastic source, but somebody has said that Foster could be back in January. But who knows? Like, obviously, the, the, the main, before we get into something like this, the main thing is Lyle gets better. Take as long as you want, yeah, Lyle. Yeah. Like, if you have to take the yeah. entire season, the, the, the club and the fans, everybody's completely behind you. We're not all. I'm not walking five miles a day to not support you, mate. I'm supporting you. We're all supporting you. Yeah, yeah. But even if he is on his way back, as what I've been told, and could be back in January, who knows? He might have a relapse. That, that could just come at any point. Like people who've suffered with stuff like this, like I think we both have, Daniel. Like you know, yeah, it, yeah. it could just happen at any point. So he he could go through that. But at the minute, even if Lyle is our main striker, and say if he did a cruise ship when he come back, for example, then we've only got. 
Jay and like I like Jay, but sometimes I think he's probably just more of a twenty-minute player rather than rather than rather than a, a completely relying on him. But even tonight, like tonight, wasn't really his game, and we should have been able to change it up. But we just don't have the depth. So the first the first person to come on at the minute said, "Well, the, if we had all our strikers, it'd be Lau number one, Jay number two, and then An or the number three, maybe stick Kinzarori there or whatever, or bring a youngster on." Yeah, but. Some games just don't suit Jay. Like I don't think tonight suited him, and we just didn't have anybody else to bring on. And so even with Lyle, I'd say we need another striker. But even with Lyle's current situation, we definitely one hundred percent need to be going in for a striker. And as David Gill says in the comments, there, striker is essential, no debate. And you're spot on, David. It's no debate. Even with Lyle, we need another striker. But now without Lyle, we one hundred percent need another striker. Hundred percent. Striker and a left back. Um... I'll be happy because uh, we definitely yeah. need cover there. But, well, like I say, yeah. the, the, I go back to that Sheffield United game. I think looking at the tactic tonight as well was completely different. Um, we uh, we sort of mixed our play up against Sheffield United. It wasn't so just one dimensional, you know, the ticky tacker gig and pressing, playing out from the back. Start with the first goal, you know, goal kick, uh, uh, goal kick, sorry, we start the game, ends up going back to the goalkeeper who pumps the ball long. You know, we've gone for a long ball, which then encountered from across. So we sort of mixed our play up instead of just trying to find the opening. We've, we sort of mixed it up a bit. Today, it seemed like we just was like trying to work our way forward again and ended up in no man's land. Like I say, yeah. that chance that we had through Rodriguez and then Brownhill on the second, we've seen these the, the moments <clears throat> that can turn a game. And I think at that moment... You've got a striker in Wang Hee Chan, who's literally he probably exactly. in the most formidable exactly. he has been this season. To have the confidence to even take a touch, you know, and, and then slot it past. I, I don't understand why Dario O'Shea stood there and just stuck a leg out. For me, I don't, I don't still get wondering that. about that pass that he's played. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know. It's it's for I think. The first half is overshadowed by the second half. It is. And you make a good point there. Like you were going to mention like He Chan and how good he is and how he was composed there. And I said it on Twitter. That's the difference. And I've said it already on this stream. So at the risk of repeating myself, that was the difference. Neither team created a lot. Even even when we were so passive in that second half, Wolves didn't create too much. And when we were the better side in the first half, we didn't create a lot. But they had that one chance that came from a bad pass from us and some bad control from Burge. In fact, we'll go more into that in a minute because we haven't really spoken about that. Um, and, they, and, and they scored from it. They had that one chance and they scored from it. We had the one chance that ended up leading into two chances because the first chance was missed. We missed it. That's the difference. They had a clinical, informed striker up front. We had a, had a, a good player who is probably coming towards the end of his career and might have scored it you know, five years ago, for example. But... I don't know. I just felt like in that moment, they were clinical. We weren't. Yeah, it were. Uh, like you said, uh, the pass from Dario Shea. Okay, so he saw that. Berg, Berg yeah, let's get free. into that then. Let's get into that then. Everyone in the comment, not who's at fault, because I don't like playing yeah. that. But like, it just the, the entire thing, like, what on earth were, were they all doing? Like, some people trying to blame. Trafford, which is just ridiculous. We can end that debate right now. Anyone yeah. thinks it's Trafford's fault. There's a reason why Trafford, they, they, they want to play that style. So if you're blaming Trafford, blame company instead. But you could probably say that about Dora's pass. Dora's pass is mm. probably in there because his company wants them to do that ball. Like how many times do we see them do that ball into the middle? But then I feel I don't feel like Dora should play that pass. I feel Actually, like that's one I, pass I, to play. Joe, I'm just going to cut in because there were a few times today not just from throw-ins, but you saw Charlie Taylor, you saw Vettinho literally shouting at his play, at their own teammates saying, give me an option. Give me an option. Like, what am I meant to do? Um, that's infuriating. But if you're meant to be a team playing tiki-taka, you, you, need to, you need to understand that. You need to create that space. Even if it means you're not doing all, you're just taking a player away from somebody else to free up another man. Exactly, you know, it, yeah. it's tactical gamesmanship. But for me, I think I, I won't have even blamed um, O'Shea. I mean, O'Shea looked at the option. Yes, OK, you could say Sunday league tactics. If you feel you're in danger, you can lump it. 
you know, um, you know, just go old school Clark Carlisle and pump it wherever, who cares? Um Sanderberg's touch. For Sanderberg's me, it's the touch, touch on the pass that was a yeah. that had a lot to be desired for me. I don't I don't think Sanders should be put in that position in the first place. I think it's a bad pass from yeah. Dara. So that if if I I'd like to say I don't like playing the blame game, but if the scenario for me is Sander Burge shouldn't be in that position in the first place. He just shouldn't. But then when he's got three Wolves players closing in on him, you can kind of understand why he does a bad pass, a bad touch. But he does do a bad touch to Sander after he's put in that position by one of his players. I don't think he should be put in that position. As Harry says, it's a hospital pass. That's exactly what it is. There wasn't enough pace on it and it was to the wrong man. It just booted up front. But then in that moment, yeah. as somebody said earlier in the comments, because the comments are coming in far too fast. I'm loving it, though. Um no, another pass was on. There you go, AJ Claret, the Vitinho pass. So when Sander gets yeah. it, Vitinho is there. I've just said in my uh, fan reaction, I thought it were Ekdal. It was obviously Vitinho. Then uh, apologies to those who will watch that. I'm like, ooh. Um, but the pass was, he could have took a touch and then quickly got it to Vitinho. I think Trafford was kind of cut off, so he couldn't go back to the goalkeeper. But I just feel like Burge panics. Burge panics, runs back into trouble and then loses it. So for me, it's... It's a mixture of the two. I, but if if I have to choose somebody, I'd probably go 60-40 um, to, to, to O'Shea. But at the same time, they're told to play this way. Yeah. I, it's a bit like, again, you know, Dash's excuses were the same every week. You know, fine margins. We can't get out of the traps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we go back to now. Are we gonna? Are we gonna hear the same shot from company coming out with the oh mistakes cost us? We'll work on them. I'm not saying that they're not working on them because no, yeah. no doubt they will be. But if this is happening all too often, stop working on cohesion. Stop working on that because it's clear to see that that's not been working for 15 games. Um, just, just give it, just give it up. Just work on the things that matter. You know. Your first touch, you know, picking out, a, reading each other's passes, each other's whereabouts on the pitch. Just work on these little things. It, it's it's common sense. If you yeah. can sort the basics out, everything else will take care of itself. And people will be like, right, well, you're not a you're not a football manager. What the fuck are you talking about? You're some fat ginger kid from Burnley. Shut up. But end of the day, we all like to think we're a manager from the sidelines or in the pub. You're a kid or, with you know. a barber hat on from Burnley, mate. You've got a new job, you can tell. <laughs> He's wearing a barber hat. He's definitely got a new job. <laughs> but uh, I think Ari makes a good point there. We can play out from the back. It's just a matter of finding the right players. And that's, that, yeah. I agree. I don't think Darwin Rocher is that defender. I feel like Darwin Rocher was brought in to be backup. Um, and because of injuries and because of... I would, because of injuries and because of the poor form of Aldakil, I expected Aldakil to be able to step up a bit more in the Premier League, if I'm honest. He was so good last season and I've, I've been very disappointed with him as everybody else. So obviously, I think like Aldakil's gone further down the pecking order and Ekdal's been injured and obviously Bayer was suspended. Now, I think I was, I was starting two centre-backs of Bayer and Ekdal and Dara will be that player. But I, I do think we will be better with Dara and Ekdal at the back. They are both... Not Dara, sorry. Bayer and Ekdal at the back because they are both <clears throat> better ball-playing defenders. My, my worry is with Ekdal is his pace, um, but I don't want to go too much into that because we've gone into that loads on on, on this on this channel. But, um, you know, I think he reads the game pretty well. Um, but um, <laughs> as well, uh, George Rodriguez, who's a big fan of yours, I know he's always in your channel, he says, you're a humble, yeah. nice ginger from Burnley, Dan. I'll take that. I'll take that. It's better than being called a bold Norman Price off Luke. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Was that in a different chat? Um, no, that were, uh, that were just underneath. Was it? No, I missed that. I missed that. Um, Ekdal is a baller, says Sue. Yeah, agree with that. Um, Matthew Corbett says, think lately, uh, Dara's played well. I can't lie, poor mistake with the majority game was solid. But this is a problem with Dara. Like, he's good. Like, And I know other channels like to bring stats out and stuff like that and always talk about how certain players played well because of this stat and that stat. But then what the stats don't tell you is like how many laps of a concentration he had and how many times he was watching the, the pigeons fly over the stadium rather than watching tracking his runner. I just feel like Dara's always got a mistake in him, whether it's because it's he's not concentrating or between what. Dara and Dwight McNeil because Dwight McNeil was an attacking player. So when it was a case of he's making too many mistakes, he's piss farting about on the ball, he's not, he's not putting the ball in as often enough or he's trying to cut inside nowadays. Yet 
from a defensive perspective, it's a lot harder to sort of grasp because if you're having an off day, we're screwed. If you have got an attacking player who's not really feeling it, then you could sort of say utilize the other wing, but uh, uh, something something along those lines. But at the moment, from a defensive point of view, it's hard to. How do you pick a guy up who defensively is quite solid? But I mean, even in I'll tell you what, even in the dying minutes of the second half. Doro Shea nearly scores an own goal when uh, you know Craig Dawson puts the ball back across goal. Uh, all yeah. it takes is what an inch off his kneecap, not even that. Um, and you know that's in the back of the net for two. Yeah. Uh, mate, it's it's it, frustrating that because the, we're talking about a game that was played for forty-five minutes. Really, after that, yeah, forty. If we that, were just yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were just there. John. John Slattery says, on the plus side, we showed sounds about wants to cut out silly mistakes at the back, only if we still had me and talks. I agree with everything up until there's still me and talks. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't want me and talks back. Of course I would. But they would not suit this system at all, especially Ben Mee, mate. The amount of times you're seeing Dar O'Shea get the ball away, trying to play these passes, Ben Mee would do it even more. I mean, I love the guy and I would, I would kill for him back if we played a different way. Um, but them two just wouldn't suit wouldn't suit it at all. Uh, CU says, I've already put this on screen, but CU says, Star are too busy thinking about whitening his teeth so loses concentration. <laughs> they are nice teeth, mate, and you can, you can tell they were expensive. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and Matthew Corby says, I can't wait to see Perry and our partnership. Hopefully that's sorted the back line. I agree. Like, I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm pinning all my hopes on uh, this, this, this defensive partnership because I remember when... Um, we're playing Doro Shea and Aldakil. And wow, that getting PTSD thinking about that. Um, but when, when Bayer came back, I was like, oh my God, he's going to be the saviour. He's going to be the absolute saviour. And he just wasn't. He made a mistake against Palace and we lost that game. Larger thanks to one of that mistake. And then a mistake later on from Dara. Um, so who knows? People become better when they're not playing, if that makes sense. Because you think, especially when you're shite, like if we were doing really well, then you probably forget about Ekdal. Because we're terrible and now Ekdal's been injured, all of a sudden he's he's like this big saviour. But I agree, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that, and I think that should be our settled back line uh, going forward. Um, now, I don't normally ask this on um, defeats, but I do want to ask who you think your man of the match was. Get your man of the match shouts in, everybody, uh, before I ask Dan so I can put them on screen as well. I know man of the match shouts normally means we're coming towards the end of the chat, and we are. We'll probably only have about another five, ten minutes. Um, so if you are thinking, oh, I can't keep watching for ages, I'm going to have to set off in 20 minutes. Don't worry. We'll probably be done in about five, ten minutes. But um, Sarabia, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Got the man of the match, obviously, plays for Wolves uh, off the who scored, lads. Um the Who Scored ratings, but the best player in a Burnley shirt, according to Who Scored, was Joshua Brownell. And I agree, he played quite well. You know what, I thought Burge played quite well as well, but obviously then there was that error, um, or part of the error. Um, and he wasn't great with the ball tonight. Um, but I think I, he did it... it, it it, it covered a lot of midfield, but at the same time, he made a couple of mistakes with giving the ball away and made a couple of fouls. So that's probably why his rating is so low. And it is, in fact, the lowest on uh, who scored, which I'm surprised about. Um, I thought he played okay, but he's, he's had a lot better. Um, get your comments coming in. Ryan Merton says Brownhill. Ginger Ali says Luca. Mate, you know me. I'm agreeing with you, mate. I'm saying it's Luca. Like <laughs> the fact, the fact that we were so bad after he went off just shows how yeah. important he is to us. Um, Brown or Ekdal says Matthew. Yeah, Ekdal's a good shout. What did Ekdal get on who scored? Uh, Six point one, according to <laughs> according to who scored. He was the worst of the two central defenders, but he did get a yellow card. So that'll not. This is this is the problem with stats and ratings. Like you get a yellow card and it suddenly knocks your ratings down. Like this is why they shouldn't be taken too seriously. Watch football with your eyes and use stats as a backup. In my opinion, uh, Reese James says Brown or Ekdal. M. Max says, Wolves keeper, he made a solid double save and generally a good game. Yeah, just thinking about Burnley, mate. Rusty Man says, Burge. Milton Dingle says, Taylor was solid. Uh, Ryan Merton goes on to say, that sums it up rather really. Brown allowed man of the match, but he's not Premier League quality. Can't carry, no attacking threat, just industrious and breaks up play. But I think that's his role in it, Ryan, or it should be his role uh, in the Premier League. Yeah, that is what he does and he covers a lot of ground and I do think that midfield pairing of Burge and Brownell has been working. But Daniel, your man of the match, please. 
Yeah, I can't I can't look past Brownhill to be fair. I think he helped orchestrate, you know, us going forward a few times. Um helped yeah. cut a lot back, you know, when, when we were under pressure from counter attacks as well. He was there to try and get us back up the field. Um I tell you what, not so much today as well, but massive shout to Bettinho. I think he's done phenomenal since coming yeah, in. Yeah, he's done a lot better. Making right back, back his in, own. Yeah. I think he's grown his strength as well. I think his strength, his strength in, in himself. You know, you see a lot of these foreign lads come to the Premier League and expect to just dilly dally around on the ball, but you know they know they're going to get the hard knocks. So I think he's put the, the time and effort in in the gym to accept that. You know, I'm going to have to be a, a lot stronger here because uh, I don't think Conor Roberts had put a foot wrong really. Um, so to sort of take him out of the side, it's uh, it was quite difficult. But yeah, into the, in tonight's game, Brownhill for me ran ran the show. But other than that, like I say, all, only other person you could say is I agree with you and Ginger Alley, Luca. Our hopes and prayers are hanging on the thread of an ele- of a eleven year old. Bloody hell, thinking about my own child. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luca, stay on. Sure. I don't like because you're going to stab me out listening to this. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't want to debate this again, but somebody's asked it, so we're going to debate it. And I'm not going to debate it too much. Um, but Matthew Corbett, and it's December in 2023. Why are we still talking about Valt Vegos? And I know I've seen a lot of people say it on Twitter. The answer is no. He doesn't want to be here, quite obviously. The club don't want him, quite obviously. Why are we still debating it? And... In might have been tonight's game might have suited him. I, I, that, that's that's mm. where I'll try and make it a rounded argument and a rounded debate. Tonight's game may have suited him, but if we'd have had him up front on Saturday, we wouldn't have won five nil because he'd have completely slowed the game down. Um, but no debate, I I I, I, I wouldn't have had him. Um, D, I wouldn't have him back. Should I say? DJ says absolutely not. Um, Bushman John says Valt is as useful as a sprout. Very good. Enjoyed that, mate. Very good. Uh, <laughs> M. Max says, no debate to be had. Move on. I should have just moved on, should I? Uh, Matthew, I'm glad I'm glad the people in here mainly agree with me because I am yeah, feel yeah. like I'm I feel like I'm getting outnumbered on Twitter. There's a lot of people that keep saying, Oh, yeah, yeah, bring it back. It can't be worse than what we've got. The, it, it's not about his ability for me, it's about his attitude, and he doesn't want to be here quite obviously. And the club don't want him. Cut our losses, move on, never see him in a Burnley shirt again. What are your thoughts, Dan? If we're asking for players back, why don't we just ask Duffo's out of contract? So let's bring him in on our free transfer and see if that'll Mate, sort out know, our defence. That's a better shout than bringing Vegos back. There you go. There you go. Mark drop. See you later. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> he is off. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess we'll I guess we'll start wrapping it up then. Unless there's anything else you want to chat about, Dan, or anyone in the comments want to quickly. Uh, drop a comment, uh, you know, maybe another starred comment. No, I'm only joking. I've had, I've had two already. I'm getting greedy. Um, but um, <laughs> mind you, Matthew Colton said, I, I, you know what? I would 100% have Ashley Barnes back over Valt Vegos. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And M. Mac agrees. He says, better one for you. Bring Barnes it back. Yeah, agree. We should have kept hold of um, him. Should have kept hold of him. Nothing I could against understand J-Rod. why I would let him go. I could understand nothing why against I'd Gerard. I, I I'd, I'd, I'd have had him back. Because it, it, it's similar to Vardy, in a sense. Last 10 minutes of a game, bring him on. Okay, not so much about the pace, but a couple of, you know, shoulder barges here and there, you know, going under the radar as he used to do a little bit. Brings other people into play. Um, the only reason I'd have him back is, 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 not, is not for his ability. It's just the... I know it's such a get-out, um, but it's 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 just his, just his off the pitch. Like, it... it is his yeah. the, the the presence in the dressing room? That's that's why I have him back. And if he retires at the end of the season, I don't know how long his contract is at Norwich. Get him back as a coach, hundred percent. Just get him back as just somebody who's po- pay him hundred grand a year or whatever he wants. Not too much, obviously, but just to potter about, just to be in the dressing room. I don't know what yeah. his role will be, like shit house coach or something, or or something like that. Like player liaison. We've got you know, two you know, set piece coaches stealing yeah. the league. <laughs> yeah, so third, why not bring somebody else anything. in? Yeah. <laughs> but exactly, just like John says, he's a leader, and that's that's what yeah. I mean. Like I'd have him, uh, but Matthew Corbett going back to that um, Valt comment that he said, he says anyone's better than Jay. Love the guy, but he's past it. Like, but uh, differences, mate. He wants to be here. I don't necessarily disagree with the, the the second part of that, but he wants to be here. Valt doesn't. Jay is Burnley Football Club, and I would rather have somebody who wants to play for Burnley Football Club, who loves Burnley Football Club, than Valt Vegas, who just can't be asked. If I'm being yeah. completely honest with you, but yeah, it is. Question, Joe. Um, do we stay up? 
that's a good point. No, that's a good that that's that's a good place to end this debate. I, I've I left that Palace game, and I've said it a few times on this channel, so regulars will know. But I left that Palace game thinking, yeah, we're down. Any every game up until that. Get your comments in, by the way. Do you think we'll stay up? Just put a yes or a no. Let me know if you think if you think we'll stay up. Um, but I left that Palace game just thinking, wow, yeah, no, we are pretty poor actually. I think we're going to go. I, th- I think I, I think we finished 18th, but I think we go down. I think the gap to Bournemouth is too much. I think I think they're better than us. Everton won't be in trouble. They might flirt a little bit with it, but they'll pull away, which is pretty embarrassing to say that they're on minus 10 for us. I think we are. I, th- I think it's going to be the first time in a while that the three promoted teams um, go down. But I do think the three promoted teams go down. What about you? I'm, I'm still skeptical, but I think it's a heart and head. Um, I am still skeptical, though. I just, again, I've said it to everyone that we need to remember that we are still small fry in a big pond when it comes to the Premier League. Um, and that company needs to remember that. We're not Manchester City. We're not Manchester City, B, C, D, E, and Z for that matter. We are Burnley. Let's not lose sight of the small town, you know, a small town with a big art, basically, is what we are. We've punched above our weight for years. Um, I don't even see it really being a negative if we go down. The only negative from relegation, really, is the money we've spent and then what happen- what happens off the back of that. That's the yeah. only downfall for me. But... I don't know. I want to say that we we get out of it, but if Luton are going to churn out performances like they are against teams like that, then who's to say that out of the three promoted, <laughs> dare I say it, Luton looked like the only team out of the three promoted sides that looked like they could have another chance at playing Premier League. I agree with season. that, but obviously we said earlier in the show, didn't we? I I just think that they've only got five. Like there's only so much you can do with that. They don't have too much like quality. Like they don't have too much. Like too many like star quality players that get you off your seat, and I just think that remember that European so European season, that. Joe. Remember the season before. When I know, we but we had Europe, good players as well. One nil wins. We had good players as well. I know we shit houses way through it, but we had good players as well. I don't look at anybody in that Luton side. All right, I've watched them once, which is when they beat us. But I don't look <laughs> at anybody in that Luton side and think I'll have him. There's nobody. They just, they yeah. just, they just, they just close knit. They just call it, and there's only so far that will get you. And I do think eventually they'll fall, and 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 they'll, and, and just as Ginger Ali says, we there, used to have the fizzle out. We used to have, yeah, it. but we we had. I, I agree with that. But we were better in it for a start, and we did have some good yeah. players as well. Like we, uh, Chris Wood got. I know he was a bit of a battering ram, or, or he was pigeonholed in that, but he was such a good, such a good player, um, yeah. such a good finisher, should I say? Um, a lot. Of, I think he got unnecessary stick. Anyway, just going back to your question, Dan, when you said, "Will we stay up or will we go down?" I said, "Do you?" think we'll stay up just put a yes or no in the comment it's scott says no cu says no way jose sean walsh says no um john you're 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 a bit behind mate forget that one uh mike says no <laughs> reese james says no we have a much better second half of the season but that's exactly right mate the games run out in the premier league you only play 38 rather than 46 so the games very very quickly run out and that is a problem and max says no ginger valley I love Ginger Ali, but he's probably the most negative person in this chat. He, he doesn't just say no. He shouts no at me. Uh, fair enough, mate. I do agree with you, to be fair. So I don't know why I'm calling you negative. Um, agree with Joe. Bournemouth are better than us. They are. They've proven that. Um, that's something else. Uh, Sean Walsh says, no fan base away from home does not help. Uh, interesting. Um I've just, I've just got my tickets to Villa away, so I'll get back to you on that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I bought them. I bought them on the back of this win, and now I'm thinking, oh, I might just, might just put a tweet up in it on that like, 29th of December. It's like, uh, two tickets for sale. Um, <laughs> in fact, before we do go, and people always do this, when I tell them I'm going, people start asking questions, but this is the last question. Who leaves if we go down, says Harry? Um, company, dare I say? No, he won't. I think, I think he will... Um, he will stay. And I do think we'll come back. I, mate, I reckon Corley Oshaw, uh, he would rip yeah. the championship to shreds, but he's so good. A big team will come in for him if we go down. Um, Spurs are apparently about... interested. Really? Right. Okay. If, if Someone true, came I... into my chat on the watch long and went, hi, a Spurs fan here. Can, we, uh, can, I talk, can I talk to you about Corley Oshaw? Um, Spurs are interested. I went, well, if this is how you're deal- uh, doing your dealings now and Daniel Levy wants a cheap deal, coming into a Burnley fan's Watch along. You can get f- <laughs> basically what I told you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think Corley Osho goes. I think yeah. uh, maybe Jordan Bayer because he's done the championship. And, and if it's true about West Ham being after him, I can't really yeah. see him staying. Um, who else is there? Um, I think I, I don't think we'd have a mass exodus. Maybe some of the players that aren't getting game time, like Izaroris and Yamioriches, maybe some of them would leave, but not mm. because we've gone down, just because they're not getting game time. Uh, Cork's out of contract says True Red. Yeah, DJ, good point. Trezor. Trezor will 100% be like, yeah, nah, not for me, mate. I'm off. I'm off to go and live. He'll, he'll do a Vegos and just be like, no, done. We're ever really interested anyway. I'm off. Anyone from Turkey want me? Nah, so everyone over there, I'll go and sit on a beach and, uh, and pretend to play football. So, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm doing it as well. Yeah, maybe mm. I'm doing it. He's a lot. A lot of the international players are always good shouts. I think whether or not they'll leave, because uh, obviously JBG is an international. All right, it's only Iceland. Uh, no disrespect to any Icelandics listening. Um, but uh, he stayed. But um, Ekdal maybe as well. Maybe as well because it's no he plays for Sweden. Um, but I think I think the obvious ones are Corley Oshaw and Trezor, and then your potential is your Bayers and your I'm doing is. For me, yeah. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I think obviously, like I say, some of the old guard will go in just terms of like contracts and things. Cork, as much as again, it goes back to what we we're saying about Barnes having Cork around in the championship would be decent for a season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we've done quite a few deals early in this, you know, in in this season so far. You know, tying. Foster down, Bettini or down to bigger contracts and things like that. Uh, that's always, you know, positives. Um, you know, we could potentially lose Murich in January with the way people are talking about him and rumours yeah. of spats and all sorts of crap. But who who knows? Who knows? At the moment, like I say, I, I think that's, that's the worrying thing upon relegation is the financial aspect of what we've paid. Um, the only, yeah. what well, the only the only positive is if we get hundred million off Everton, I suppose, and then it, it's basically like we've had a free window. Yeah, true. We could just say to her, but I know you're staying. We don't need to sell you. Um, yeah, yeah. It. right. That that that's it from me, though, guys. We've been on for an hour now. Um, it it was a night show. No, the kids asleep over that side of the room. Don't worry, his mum's awake. You know, she's been. How have we? Time. How have we dissected forty minutes of football into an hour? We performed longer than Burnley yeah. performed tonight. Yeah, we have. We've. Been, I've been. I'm going to say we've been sat here drinking beers. I've been sat here drinking beers. And people who, who do watch the channel regularly, there you go. A doctor, I thought, I thought you were going to hold up a. Uh, you, should, you should have held up a more houses. That in class. I know. You're not related, are you? No, I, I I used to bullshit at school though and say that we're related. But, yeah, fair enough. That, honestly, Dan, that will be the perfect partnership for your channel. Get on it, mate. It would. Get on it. it would. That's it. Get I'm on it. To, I'm going to have to get in touch. Send an email. Send an email. Um, but yeah, just speaking of partnerships, don't forget, check out Wave Car Finance. 200 if, if, quid. If, if, 200 quid worth of Burnley vouchers. So you don't, have to, you don't have to be from Burnley, by the way, guys, to get a deal from Wave Car Finance. You can be anywhere in the UK. They deliver. They deliver, so they will deliver the car to you. Um, CU says, thanks, Joe. Don't disrespect Iceland again, though. Are, are you from Iceland <laughs> or something, mate? Because that's twice you've said something about that. Uh, and he did say earlier on, they've won the Baltic Cup. Uh, don't worry, mate. We're winning the Euros. Um, Iceland is my favourite shop, says John. Well, I used to like Iceland when I was at uni, mate. I'm more of a Waitrose guy now myself. No, I'm joking. Burnley don't even have a Waitrose. <laughs> Burnley don't even have a Waitrose. Um, but uh, before I leave... Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone in the chat. It's, I've, I, it's, I actually enjoy, I've actually enjoyed it. It's, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. I've had a lot of comments. I've had two, two donations as well. So, again, massive shout out to, to, to Jaden and Joe Rogerson for the donations. I really do appreciate that. Helps the channel loads, stuff like that. So, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, we will be, I'm in contact with the Brighton fans. So, hopefully, I will have a pre game show probably dropping on Thursday. And then I will be doing. Potentially another 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 instant full time show um, on uh, on Saturday night because I'm working Sunday, so we'll see how that goes. But thank you everybody for watching. Thank you everybody listening. Before I do go, Dan, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you, your channel, and how to digest your content? Yeah, I'll be lurking around your bins tomorrow morning, trying to find any excuse uh, for how bad that result was. But no, Joe's sad. Um, Turf Morehouse TV, like I say, um, keep showing your support to Joe. Keep doing what you're doing. We're all over socials, just like Joe is. Um, and the more Burnley fans that get together and chin wagon conflab, the better. 
Uh, I feel better for talking to you, Joe, now, and I've not even had to pay you for an hour's service. How good there is that? Go. There you go. I need, I need to become a shrink, mate, if I'm making people feel happy. But completely <laughs> agree, Dan. We need to be like this. All the channels working together. There's no point in these these ones that have rivalries in the Reds. It doesn't really matter. Nobody, I don't know why I put that on screen. I didn't mean to do that. Something about OnlyFans. Um, apologies Definitely for that. Jorge Rodriguez, uh, he says, you're both awesome. Keep it up. Thank you, Jorge. I pronounced that wrong. I apologise. But thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening on the co uh, on the podcast. Massive thank you for everybody commenting. Even bigger thank you for those donating. And an even bigger thank you for Dan for coming on the show. Thank you, everybody. And hopefully we'll see you for the pregame show on Thursday. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.